Once again, it's episode 67 of your St. Johnston podcast. I'm Sam Miller. Hello, and I am joined by Danny Williams. Hey now. The support for the Dogger Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Am I sounding professional, Dan? Yeah, yeah, you're doing well. Thanks, mate. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DOGGER at manscaped.com. If my maths is correct, that's about 11 million balls. <laughs> who am I to argue with your mathematics there, son? <laughs> I've, I have never made a full part with maths before. Now, you sent me a message when you got your package because they sent us some to try out, and boy, did we try them out. Your exact words were, Dan, if you recall? This is one hell of a ball shaver. Sam, I've got to tell you, just before we go on, I was thinking to myself, my old shaver, more nicks than the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> a lot of nicks. Right? <laughs> but this whole different kettle of fish. Did I tell you about the time that I, um, I went to get a sack back and crack done from my friend? I didn't, did you? I've never told you this. I was on my all fours. I was chatting a waiter and she was chatting to folk. And I'm like, what's going on? And I turned around. There was eight kind of like apprentice first year beauty therapists standing behind me, which I was not privy of that <laughs> information before I went in. So yeah, that's the only time I've ever had that done. And that's why I'm now delighted to do it at home with the brand new performance package 4.0. What a game changer. Man, is it ever a game changer? And Sam, I got to tell you, inside this package, for your package, You'll find that nice. the nice. lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. That's a fantastic bit of kit. Crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs. I'm wearing them now. I've never known comfort <laughs> like them. And a travel bag to hold your goodies. And I'll tell you what, I've got several travel bags. And this is up there as a the premier one. It's certainly better than the Feyenoord one made out of seats. The bag of farts. <laughs> Indeed it is. Yeah, the lawnmower 4.0. I've never used a trimmer on my balls for it, I'll be honest with you. I've always just used a razor and I've run the gauntlet every single time. But I can use this in the shower because it's waterproof and it's got a light on it. But, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do this? It's the greatest ball trimmer ever, Dan. Sam, I think we can safely say it is. I didn't actually use mine in the shower, Dan. I use mine on the bathroom. And do you know how, like, in the package, it comes with the newspaper sheets to put down? Yeah. That's what I used. And when I came out of the bathroom, showed off the, the new look to Lynn, she came straight into the bathroom to look for hairs around the sink. Because being Perth's hairiest man, that's the usual. All landed it in the handy little newspaper sheet, folded up and binned. Nothing to complain about either. Dan, you can't argue with it. But if you do want to use it in the shower... You can do. And you can also use your weed whacker in the shower. What a world. <laughs> this is the ideal product for people like us, Dan. The world's hairiest man and the world's most stylish man. I remember I bought a nose hair trimmer on Amazon and I remember I put it up and it just started tugging them out. London was wondering why like, my eyes were absolutely streaming. This one does not. I bought one from Poundland once. <sighs> See, that's... Did not work. 
That is why you're going wrong. Because the Weed Whacker provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and those delicate nose holes. Good use of the word nose holes as well. And with nice, clear nose holes, Dan, it'll help you smell the tremendous Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. It'll change the way you approach men's hygiene forever, Dan. Will it ever, Samuel? As we said, our friends at Manscaped are not just providing, you know, the grooming equipment, they're giving you a couple of prezzies as well. Performance package. Freebies for everyone. You're getting the Manscaped boxes and the Shed Travel Bag. And it's a good travel bag as well, to be fair. It is a good travel bag. So bring your comfort and boxes to another level. So lads, listen to your old dads when we say it's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com on us and on our friends at manscaped.com. You can get yourself 20% off with free shipping. If you just insert the code. I can't say any more than that, Dan. All I can do is repeat it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOGGER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Dogger, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get there. <laughs> Lovely. How are you anyway, Danny? I'm very good, mate. I'm with all socialist principles out the window. I'm doing well. <laughs> Love it. No football this week. We would like to. Uh, we'd like to thank you all very much for tuning into the Manscaped.com podcast. Um, <laughs> Sponsored by Dogger Saints. <laughs> no. Um, How's your balls this week, Dan? Fucking unbelievable, mate. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous. Lovely. Um, yeah, obviously, um, due to circumstances beyond our control, we've no football to talk about this week. I say circumstances out with our control, as if we had any of any control over whether the Queen died or not. Um, we didn't. Spoiler alert, we didn't. So yeah, obviously, weird few days. Since we last spoke, there's two Prime Ministers, two Monarchs, and two Chelsea managers, just for a healthy dose of reality. So, But we are here to talk about the mighty St. Johnson. No game to talk about. We would have been talking about a, a victory against Kilmarnock, but we will be talking about the forthcoming match against Ross County. Hold on, I've just thought about something. Go on. Right. Yeah, when we were playing Killy. Yeah. Do you know what kit we would have been wearing? Teal Magena. We're never going to wear it, We're never going to get to see it, are we? Right. First of all, ranges for a hissy fit you can sort of half get because it would have been a clash but second of all I mean it's just the fates are against us here so Rangers throw a hissy fit and um, the Queen joshes it so Rangers throw another hissy fit somewhere along the line but I mean what are we meant to do here probably wait until the rearranged game against Kelly what could happen then who knows another pandemic probably that'll be something the disco <laughs> fever pandemic oh, the best type of fever and the women were supposed to be wearing it against Montrose on Sunday as well so essentially what we can deduce from this and don't say we don't tackle the big issues here on the Dogger Saints podcast but what we can deduce from this is that God hates Taylor Magenta that much he was even willing to sacrifice the Queen that's in the- order for, for it never to be seen that's all I can kind of deduce from all this we should just wait on Saturday at home to Ross County just appease us yes all agreement but anyway we have another packed show today daniel we have got the return of theme team we have got wendy who we have got saints masters we've got george o'boyle in the royal we have got we've got the club shop of shame we've got everything it's gonna be mega it's gonna be conjunga we've not got any soccer to talk about but he wants to hear about that <laughs> that's not why you're here no, certainly not. And we've also got Gary Panton from the Blue Heaven fanzine from back in the day. Brilliant stuff. And we've had, we, we chatted with them already and it was great stuff. Yeah, fantastic. I'm real, really looking forward to that one going out. And it was a, a thoroughly nice chat we had with Gary. But where, where do you want to start with first? You can do it in any order you want. It's, it's a free-for-all week. Anything goes. Yeah, sorry. Random button. Random button. 
Within the first 10 minutes, pulling Giorgio Boyle and the Royal out the bag. What a world. Oh, and I wonder how that came up first, <laughs> given what I'm about to read out. <laughs> Who's this one, Dan? Sam, I had this one submitted to me personally. Oh, good. Straight to your WhatsApp. Nice. And yeah, straight to my WhatsApp. And I'm not actually going to reveal who sent it until the end. So, Sam, this starts off. Hi, really love the show. All right, it's not the freaking Steve right in the afternoon, is it? Serious morning, no G. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for him to retire. I was at a music fest on Saturday. Oh. I was at a music fest that was called Music Fest on Saturday. A local music festival in Uddingston. Oh, lovely. Oh, it was at Uddingston Cricket Club as well. It was indeed, yeah, apparently. Yes, yeah. Good club. Good scoreboard. Which was headlined by 90s indie stars. Stars. 90s indie mainstays. <laughs> Space. Now, for those of you who are a bit too young, Space got quite big for a bit. Yeah. But the, the main album that my sister was a big fan of it was Spiders was the big album that they had. And the biggest hit was The Female of the Species. Yeah, Neighbourhood and Me and You versus the World were other decent sing- uh, yeah. singles off that album. The second one was all right. Tin Planet I had the battle of Tom Jones with Kenneth Matthews. Yes. And Avenging Angels as well, which I was a big fan of. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. But anyway, Tony, go back to this guy who <laughs> obviously loves the show. He sounds like a top. And who obviously loves, and who obviously loves uh, 90s indie mainstay space. Um, what guy? And he does say, this guy says, I know you guys love the 90s. We do love the 90s. <laughs> we do love the 90s, my mystery friend. We haven't said that in a while. We haven't. Anyway, about 4 p.m., our old boy, old participant here, gets a message on Twitter saying that I look stunning in salmon. I bet he did, whoever it was. I mean, I don't know who out there wears, is basically knitted into a salmon overshirt. Sometimes sometimes he wears brown or green, but more often not salmon. Anyway, our mystery our mystery man looks up to see a big cheese grin of 90s mainstay Kieran McInespy. Oh, what a lovely chap he must have been. Kieran and uh, and our participant here, who I will refer to from now on as Numbnuts, uh, chatted about <laughs> His ex-flatmate and teammate, Nathan Lyles, friend of the show. Fantastic interview last week. And some of the things Nathan didn't tell uh, didn't tell us guys. All in all, a fine day out. Uh, Numb Nuts here says he has also seen big favoured Marshall. I'm going to assume that's uh, the Hibs goalkeeper's brother. <laughs> Naveed Marshall. Naveed Marshall. Um, and Lee McCulloch, who had his dog with him. He did. It was a what co- a festival this sounds like, by the way. <laughs> Bring your dog along to Uddingston Cricket Club and go and watch space. Awesome. I hope this story is okay. And that was submitted by Sam from Octorana. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't guessed, I had a rare time. Actually, I was that drunk on a Saturday night. I, I was trying to post them on Twitter. I woke up in the morning going, oh, I posted it to the Dogger Saints. A photo of me and Lynn waiting for space. I put it on the Dogger Saints. Yeah. But, okay, you should have deleted that. I meant to do Obviously, I, oh, yeah. on I was on the brink of it. Um, I was well, I was on the brink of texting you, and then I'd seen that you were drinking six percent overtone or something like that. We had free drinks, really, really good night. And Kier Mac and SB was superb, and we sat and chatted, and we bought beer, and it was good fun. He's very handsome. Good old boy. Now, if you like me, do not want to hear any more about Sam Miller's life in future episodes. <laughs> oh, what? Tell us about your night. <laughs> well, I'd see an Elvis tribute actor, the Dogger, Jackson Lager. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was my night. I genuinely, I was sat there thinking, and like one of my mates had texted me saying, "You can go if you want," because it sold out. It's, and I didn't have a ticket because it was an Elvis tribute art. It's, not your, <laughs> it's said, not your bag, is it? Hit myself with a sort of words of, "Do you have any better plans?" No, 
no, I do not. <laughs> this will do. Rare old time. I bet. Yeah, I've heard it was very, very good. Um, I recommend going to one of these. Um, I think ABBA was the last one, like an ABBA tribute night, and the obvious one was excellent by all accounts. Yeah, Pete Loaf wasn't. He wasn't so good. Quite crap by all accounts. <laughs> he was quite crap. <laughs> So that was our Georgia Boy on the Royal Week. We've actually had a lot of them come in today, which I will send you them over, Dan. So if you have sent them in, you will will get read out. I know there's ones from Matthew Guthrie and um, David Rabbit and stuff like that. So we will get to them, honestly. So, But if you've not sent one in, but because a lot of these ones were from a couple of months ago, and I'm thinking, why are they just telling us this now? S- as soon as you've seen this person, got it to us right away. But maybe you need your memory jogged about where you've seen these St. Johnson players and what they've been doing. Danny Williams is here to help you. Sam. Listeners, I've got to tell you, it's been a weird week, like, no matter what your perspective on matters is, it's been a weird old week. But I'm thinking, maybe this week, with all that's been going down, Ryan, I've got you fantasising and tantalising about where you've seen the Saints, because we love, we love hearing where you've seen the Saints and when you do it to us in our inboxes. But tell us where you've seen the Saints, but I'm just wondering. I'm going to give you a couple of examples that I think are out there, just to get you, just to get your juices flowing, just to get you just to get the mind grapes sort of being squeezed into, into this delicious juice that comes our way. And so I've got to, go, I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, and I'm going, to, I'm going to come out with this. Topical examples this week. So have you ever seen former Saint and soccer good guy, Charlie King, making his way down to Buckingham Palace in a dramatic misunderstanding over present events? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's out there. I think I've seen it. Chucky, come back to us, baby. Come back to the Perth and Kimross area. We need you here. You're not required down there. You're surplus to requirements. But I think you might have seen another one. And while we're on this subject, have you ever seen a former state Sean Rooney booting a bunch of badges up the arse to get it right up Brian May following his own dramatic misunderstanding of this week's events? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's out there. I think he's done it. I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, I'd love it if you saw this and then you came to us and you But even if you've not seen these entirely realistic events, please, you just come and tell us where you've seen the cities. And I think you've got to let us know how to let us know. Because if, you, if I don't do that, how can you let us know? It's said absolutely, it just can't happen and I won't allow it to happen. So all the usual social streams, Douglas Saints on Instagram, Douglas Saints on Twitter, and the old facey B. If you're going to go on to the banto, a periodical sort of wind up, make sure you do it properly by claiming you are very friendly with King Ch- or insinuating you are friendly with King Charles III. I need an example. I don't know what you're talking about. I did this. I claimed that the Queen would have wanted the games to go on last weekend. <laughs> I have a very good, well-placed source at the palace who may or may not be King Charles III. Good. She would have That's the that. kind of thing. That is the banto. That is what the pantos should be used for. Not, I don't know. I don't know what goes on down there. But whatever you got to do, do it responsibly. Woo, get there. Do I do a quiz? Yes. Let's do a quiz. I always feel that theme tune will put the fear in it, God, uh, anybody playing along, but... Let's find out if he's okay. We're joined by Andy. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, chaps. How are you both? Oh, tip top. You are coming through crystal clear. And that is what we're after. Now, you've listened every week. You, we talked off air there that you're saying you're going to struggle to beat Joss's score. What, what do you think you, you might get? Well, I know there's a, a national radio 
music one that's people say they want three points that's probably my, my limit i think i don't know what you're talking about this is this isn't nah, like any, this is like any other quiz <laughs> like there, there's out there i don't know <laughs> do you know what he's talking about then i don't, I don't know I've, I've never heard of it national radio yeah it's not very popular but you know just uh, just in case oh the one is on between 10 and 1 i'm listening to lynn hogan on pure radio at that time i'm afraid so no i'm not i'm listening to Popmaster. <laughs> right <laughs> 10 questions <laughs> Three of which are bonus questions. And what are the bonus questions this week, Daniel? Andy, your choices are you can have three bonus questions on music or three on 2021. Oh, jeez. Um, I've probably got a better chance of remembering 2021, so I'll go then, please. 2021 it is. I've got my pen and paper. This is my one job. As you know, Dan, I'm very good at scoring quizzes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's strong. <laughs> <laughs> Honking. John Mahonkin. Right. Are you ready to go? Let's uh, go on. Let's do it. And whereabouts in the world are you? Sorry, we, we, we didn't I'm have a little bit of chat beforehand. This is to warm you up. This is what Ken Brewster, uh, I mean, this is what we do on this quiz. I know, I feel like you just trying to hush me through. Uh, I'm up in Kinloss at the minute. Uh, what was formerly RF Kinloss, it's now Kinloss Barracks. Nice. And are you going to be coming down to a game anytime soon? I am in Perth Saturday. I've got to pick up some bits and pieces. And now the game's officially on, I shall be uh, rather excited. And I might even go for a pint and a dog if you find chaps are there for a delicious beer. <laughs> oh, well, I am afraid to say we'll be waving uh, to you from the posh seats. We are being greeted with hospitality at the weekend, um, which is... You know how the other half live now, Andy. We've, we've, we've gone big time. We have gone big time. And I know, mate. Us... us us hoi polloi have been shifted out the way for these uh, hobnobbing with the royalty. Here we go. Question one. Go for it. Uh, what was the name of Saints' first home ground? Uh, Mewton Park. Incorrect. There was one before Mewton, and it was the recreation ground. Oofed. Bad start. Plenty to go. Question two. Who did Saints defeat in the fourth round, so the first hurdle, of the 2014 Scottish Cup? Jeez. Uh, I will guess Brecon City. It wasn't. It was Livingston. There's Sahal Yahic. He scored, didn't he? The, the kind of weird lone guy we had on, yeah. can't remember. Who did we play? Ran, random Bosnian. Yeah. So we had Livingston, then it was Forfar, Wraith Rovers, Aberdeen, and then Dundee United in the final. But it's okay. It's your first bonus point question. Six-pointer here. Yep. So bonus question, six-pointer. How many... Current St Johnston players were on the bench for Hibs in the 2021 Scottish Cup final. <laughs> obviously um, against us. Okay. Uh, let's think. Jamie Murphy, Helberg. Let's go three. And it's correct. It was three. It was, you got two, you mentioned two of them there uh, Helberg and Jamie Murphy. The third one was Dre Wright. Yeah, I keep forgetting about him. Right. So, where are we? Question four. What was the first name of Mr. McDermott who gifted the land on which the stadium that bears his name stands? Bruce. Correct. Don't let me down. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Okay. Right. So, question number five. Which player wears number 46 in the present Saints squad? Um, we Max. It's not. It's just, it, We're looking similar. It's William Sanford. He's Swedish, isn't he? Oh. He is Swedish. 
Yeah, that's a tricky one. That was a bit of a stinker, that one, Andy. I'll apologise for that. That was a bit grim. I know. Has he actually played for us yet? No, but he's not going out on loan. Apparently, he was due to go straight in the first team, but he's kind of... don't even know if he's been on the bench. I've never seen him. No. I think he was in League Cup. Oh, okay. Anyway, right. Question six, a bonus question. Who was saying to the opponents in our first match of 2021 and our penultimate match of 2021? And it's the same no. team, obviously. Um, Dundee. It wasn't. It's Ross County. I was there. Two, no, I suppose, uh, the game was on. Was that not the, the game the same night as the Black Friday Christmas? We lost 2-1. I think Charles Cook scored. And... Yeah. Yeah, it was when... I missed it because I was in now. It's after Christmas. Oh, that was right. And I... Yeah, same. <clears throat> there was like nobody there. Yeah, that was right. That was right. <laughs> Which is probably not a bad thing. Um, the, the, original, anyway. the original game was postponed, remember, for a flooded pitch. It was. That was a rearranged That was, that was good. Yeah. That was good, that. Spent a day in the pub. Um, <laughs> right. Question seven. So, which current squad member has had loan spells at Elgin, Peterhead and Arbroath? Elgin, Peterhead and Arbroath? It's not Charlie Gilmore, is it? It's not. It's not a bad shout, though. It's Liam Gordon. Oh, I've never got that in a month of guesses. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you've had a... <laughs> <laughs> You've had a run here, I'll be honest. I'm going to distance myself from, uh, from the question compiling. I thought the, um, questions, I thought the questions were all right this week. Have they been a bit tricky? I'll, I'll yeah, apologise, right. put my hand up. That's all right, someone's got a gun bottom, man. <laughs> well, you've still got time left. If you finish last at the end of the season, you get a box of Elpaz mugs, so you stick in some. Happy with that. I can do some new mugs. <laughs> right, question eight, Andy. In August 1997, which two Saints players was sent off against Celtic in a 1-0 extra time defeat in the third round of the League Cup. Jeez, 97. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> uh, let's have an absolute random guess. Well, well, I'll give you a clue, Andy. Um, I mean, go on then. I've got two in my head, but go on. One of them was for apparently kicking a player and the other one was for a diving header where he punched the ball in the net. I know you're on. I know the situation you're on about, but and I know it's been talked about before in here. Um, I'll go Kieran McInnesby and Roddy Grant. You got one of them. We'll give you a point. Give you a point. Yeah, it was Roddy Grant and John O'Neill. John O'Neill, that's the one. Yeah, because mine. Someone was talking about it in here at one point. Huh? Yeah, you can. He was flicking mud off the bottom of his boot, and he was showing what he was doing, and then the ref thought he was kicking somebody. So yeah, he got his marching orders for that. Yeah. But we'll give you a point for that for getting one of them. I can't it was a previous guest, huh? Question nine. Right. Which player replaced in the 2021 Betfred Cup final against Livingston? Which player replaced Craig Conway in the final? And it was our only sub of the game. I was watching it, so I should know really. Uh, Michael Halloran. Wasn't. You're in the right ballpark again. It was Stevie May. Yeah. Oh, well. Right. That's pretty, tr- pretty tricky. Pretty tricky. Question 10. Your final question of normal time. In which year did Saints line up with the following team? We'll give you a clue. It was a, a momentous occasion. Donaldson, Lambie, Colburn, Gordon, Rooney, McPhee, 
Ed, Hall, McCarry, Connolly, Aitken. That sounds like that European team, which, bollocks, um, I kind of want to know, 72. You're in the right ballpark. It's actually 1969. It was largely the same team, but that was the team that lost the League Cup final. Oh, all right, so it wasn't the European team then. Well, that sucks. Do you know what? <laughs> it was tricky questions. Listening back to them, they were they were pretty tricky, so I'll take the, the hit on that one. But 10 points is nothing to be embarrassed with. You wanted three, you got 10. You're in the double figures, so you can't argue with that. Um, you can, good chance to make it 11. Actually, there's a good chance to make it 21 because we're going to give you the 10-point the Wendy Who option. Oh, excellent. So here's the clip. For 10 points, can you name this person? Hi, I'm... And I'm the Dogger Saints mystery voice. Andy Gannon, who is the Dogger Saints Wendy who? Is it Martin the Heat Fotheringham? It isn't. However, we'll give a clue out. You're right, you're right in the right... We'll give a clue out to everybody now because I think everybody's really struggling with this one. We'll say he was he played and signed for Saints in the noughties. So I think that all should narrow it down for a number of people. But that's a tricky one because we hadn't given out any clues yet. A good guess. Certainly a very good guess. There is a chance to get one more bonus point, Andy. It's the three and ten. We're giving you ten seconds to name three St. Johnson-based things. And you have got the questionnaire, Dan? Yeah, I've got the questionnaire, Andy. So I'll go with it before we start the clock. Can you name three of the four teams that Saints beat en route to the 1998 League Cup final? No. Airdrie, Dundee, Dungeon United, Celtic Hearts Hibs. Uh, how many is that? You've got two of them. You've got Hearts and Hibs. Nah. Uh, the, nah. the games you might have remembered is we beat Hibs 4-0. It was Sandy Clark's first game in charge. Uh, we then beat yeah. we then beat Hearts at Easter Road. That's where Alan Preston scored an absolute world. Day. George O'Boyle scored at the end. That was the semi final. Yeah. Who were the other teams? Dan was one of them. Stranra. Stranra and there was Falkirk. But oh, geez, no. but you did the right thing, which was just absolutely rally out some team names, and you got two to three, which was a, a very decent effort <laughs> there. That's that's the way to do that round, Danny. That's it. Absolutely the right tactic. But Andy, I'll very much apologise. Um, I think the questions are a bit tougher than I than I anticipated this week. I sh- what I need to do is run them off a panel. So getting ten points out of that is 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 pretty good going. I thought I don't know many people that would have got full marks out of that this week. So well done you and an El Paz mug could be yours. Mugs will be yours at the end of the season, my friend. I mean, to be honest, mate, that's the main prize I'm after, that. <laughs> that's what they always say when you get the that's one, year, the one year out T-shirt on, <laughs> on a show that has nothing to do with to do with us. I know, but you know, I look forward to it, having a nice coffee if I can get it. Right, Andy. Thanks very much, my friend. We'll speak to you later. We'll hopefully see you on Saturday. Yeah, no problems, boys. Cheers for all. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Nice one, mate. Yeah, see bye. you later. Did I do Andy dirty there? I. I... I mean, William Sanford was a fucking dirty one, but <laughs> but other than that, every week you know we do a squad question. Uh, so review that. I sit with a program in front of you. They're all on the back page. You can't go wrong. Get with the program. Literally get with the program. But speaking of programs and indeed fanzines, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to get a guest on? <laughs> I think we are, Sam. I think so. With no game this week, we're just rambling nonsense. So. This is a, a chap who we've been wanting to get on for a good long time. Um, 
we aren't the first fan media uh, doing doing the rounds, Dan. Oh no, anything but. We're in a long line. We certainly are, and we we like a campaign. And there was only one St. Johnson campaign which began it all. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It was the Biscuits for Scotland campaign, which we will talk to with the man who started the whole thing. It's Gary Panton from Blue Heaven. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Nice to see you guys. How are you doing? Oh, all the better for seeing you, my friend. Um, Blue Heaven, let's talk about it. the fanzine. For, for our younger listeners that aren't aware of what a fanzine is, explain it to us as if we'd never heard of one. Yeah, so, I mean, I started Blue Heaven when I was about... 16, 17 years old, which shows the kind of wild teenager I was. It, <laughs> I, I, I was spending my days learning how to um, do coding so I could create a website in the late 90s. And that was how Blue Heaven started. I um, I got the internet at home. I saw that there were a few St. Johnson websites out there. I thought, I'll have a go at that. And um, I, I, it's interesting you say that, you know, we're all, um, we're not the first uh, fan media that's out there. There's always someone else. And I feel like we're all sort of standing on the shoulders of Wendy Who a bit because <laughs> I always loved Wendy Who and wanted to try and emulate what they'd done. And um, I think after after I left school and had a bit more free time on my hands, I thought, well, I'm going to try and do that with Blue Heaven and I'm going to take it sort of digitally backwards and go from <laughs> going the direction everyone else is not going in. Uh, everyone else is changing their printed fanzines to websites and I've got a website and I'm trying to change it to a printed fanzine um, and just see how it goes and um, yeah it just went from there really. And it was massively successful as you say Wendy Who was the the original St. Johnson fanzine um, if anybody still got the last one from their United match when it came with a plastic spoon to, to dig up the to dig up the park with as well um, but as you say there was a few kind of the start of the internet days a few kind of St. Johnson websites Temple of Saints was another one which was great what made you want to do this in the first place? Um, I think I've always had a love of writing, for one thing, whether it was about football or anything else. You know, that's my whole career, even since then. It's always been writing and editing. And obviously, I've always had a passion for Saints. And it just made sense, really, to me at the time. I wanted to um, I wanted to do what I saw other other fans doing with these, these great fanzines, these sort of actual things that you could hold and sell and buy at the match. I, I, you know, I always love to collect things like that and I thought oh it'd be great to, to try and make one myself so you know there was it, it wasn't just me I should say there was a, a team of us at the time who contributed loads of articles and would um, stand outside the games and sell them and um, it, it kind of just snowballed it, it became really successful for quite a short period we only did seven issues um, but they pretty much sold out other than you know we've got a few lying around still but um, yeah people seem to really take to it. And and really so it was a it was a great read. It was I'm, I'm really interested to know. Obviously, we get quite a lot of guests on, but that, that's so easy to do that nowadays because of how accessible former players are. Now you had interviews with the like Roddy, Serge Voltaccia, Davy Irons. How did you contact these guys at the time? Because obviously you couldn't jump onto Twitter or Instagram or get their mobile number or anything like that and WhatsApp them. How did you go around doing that back in the day? Well, the, I guess the one advantage we had over you is that we were doing about three issues a year, whereas you're trying to do a podcast <laughs> a week. Uh, so that that really helped. Um, and we had just different people had different contacts. So I think um, the Sergei Baltacha interview, we had an issue one that was originally supposed to go into the J files. It had already been done and already been written, but the J files didn't carry on. So they gave that to us. So that was quite an easy win. We All we had to do was, you know, copy and paste it really <laughs> um roddy grant was i think he was a current player at the club at the time so that was quite easy we just called the club and asked and he was up for it i interviewed henry hall and he was youth coach at the club at the time as well so okay. it was 
mainly just contacting saints. And then there was a really good interview we did with Davy Irons. And I think it was just someone who literally just knew him, like lived on the same street as him or some, something like that, and just went up to him and asked if he could do it. So it was just um, different people involved at the time had different contacts, and we managed to keep it rolling through there. So Gary, I mean, I'm, Sam alluded to it before, I was a total fanzine geek and still sort of am. I still get... Um, it's not a Saints one, but I still get United, we stand, um, which is what I grew up really used to. Honestly, I come back, I used to get a rollicking off my mum every match day because it started with a programme. I'd get one of the fanzines at Old Trafford, then I'd get another one. And eventually I was coming back having spent about sort of 12 quid on and just clogging a house up with these programmes and fanzines. You were saying, it was just to pick up on something you said before about you were sort of going backwards and doing a, a printed thing. Did you ever sort of foresee in fan media where it would go to where it is now because it was probably around the t- time I, when you we didn't have podcasts but we had like phone-ins and stuff like that i think right back since the 80s there's always been you know since fanzine started even before the internet there's always been a big movement of unofficial fan media and i think that's so important and it's as important now as it was back then and um yeah i think what obviously when I, by the time i started we had the internet and you could see that there was a a lot of fans out there who suddenly had this way of communicating, whether it was by forums or, or you know, social media now. I don't know if any of you guys remember the Saints mailing list, but that was one of the very first one where it all just came in by email every time someone typed a message. I can remember sometimes getting 300, 400 emails a day um, just because every message came in through that. Um, but I think the signs were always there that fans, as long as there's an avenue for getting your voice heard, fans will want to do this. But I, it's great to have official media, you know, and you know, Saints have got their great um, Twitters and Facebook and online, like their official website as well. But I don't think you can really ever compare that to the, the honesty that you'll get through fans. That's right. Yeah. Remember we did our phone in. That was tasty old. I think it was, was after the Kelly game we did that. No, no. Was that um, after? Because that was a great time. We did it, it was that St. Mirren game after the split when I was convinced we were going down. Oh, yeah. So just, I was convinced Dundee were going to catch us. And if they didn't, I was convinced our bro for Inverness were going to beat us. And so I was a barrel of laughs in that episode. <laughs> so I think that's why we did the folding. See, we started this podcast out very much the wrong time because we didn't see Saints lose a game for about 20 odd episodes in last season. We're like, uh, I started reading out pages of my wife's diary just so we didn't have to talk about Saints. That's what, that's what well, it came I, down I to. actually think that um, fan media thrives when things are going badly. And I think that that's part of the reason why the fancy movement became big in the 80s, because, you know, you had things like Hillsborough and you had, you know, these awful things happening and you had um, football was quite crap from what I've heard in terms of you know, the facilities for fans and all this sort of thing. And I think that was where a lot of the fancy movement came from. And, you know, even now, you know, if you read the We Are Perth forum, uh, you know, we beat, we won 3-0 the other week and the forum's absolutely dead. You know, if we get beat 3-0, yeah. you know, it's, it's bonkers on there. So fans love to have a moan. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I think so. I think as well, Gary, I think it's something you hit upon there. Like we talk about the 80s, which obviously in football terms, some might agree, some might disagree, but they were, you know, sort of dark days. It was obviously a really tense relationship between fans and the authorities and at a bit of a low ebb again, really. And so that is when fan made, you know, that was when fans and the unofficial stuff does become actually a bit more important because clubs and the league and stuff like that, they can't can't get involved in any of that. They have a line to talk. So yeah, it's great. So fans can, somewhere for fans to vent 
how we might be getting this about the raging injustices that we're facing. Yeah, and I think from a from a Saints perspective, you know, a, a lot of us have never really faced that much of sort of, I guess you would say, hardship. You know, from sort of 1990 onwards, we've we've always done pretty well. We've not really had that much to complain about. You know, we had a bit of a dodgy period in the first division, but a lot of us now weren't there to see the sort of Mutant Park days when Jeff Brown took over and things were really bad for the club. But I think that sort of shows how engaged the Saints support are because we've still got such a thriving online community. We've had multiple fanzines that have done really well. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Saints fans seem to have a bit of a, a hunger for this. I actually, years ago, I used to write, write for another football website and um, it had pages for Saints and it had pages for, you know, My United, Arsenal, all of that lot. And the Saints pages actually compared quite well with how the massive clubs were doing because we just had such an we've got a small support but it's a really engaged support yeah absolutely um, in terms of engaged support with with your fanzine back in the day what kind of uh, print runs did you do what were the numbers that you were you were doing the episodes if you remember i think it varied but it was around maybe 700 ish that's good um, going. and we what we we had a tactic of we would try and sell them at the busiest games we could which tended to be games against Rangers. And we discovered quite quickly that Rangers fans would queue up to buy it from us. And we were thinking, well, why are they doing this? And then we realized that they thought it was the program. And, <laughs> and we just decided, let's not tell them, let's just take their money. And it kind of is, it's a bit, it's, it's, in a way, it's a bit insulting towards Saints because you think this was just a black and white printed out, almost looks like a pamphlet thing. And they think it's the official match program. And I just wonder what they thought when they got it in their hands and they went back to their seat and read it. Cause it, you know, it was very much not the program. And it also was not very complimentary about Rangers. You know, <laughs> That's the way to say. Um, imagine a lot of them turned into paper airplanes as well before the end of the match. Um, <laughs> a, fanzine, a fanzine seller once sold me like from another club. The fanzine seller once told me the most frequently asked question to a fanzine seller is, is that the programme, mate? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but we did, even when it wasn't Rangers, a lot of away fans would genuinely buy it just because they like to have a fanzine. And, you know, I've done the same as well. I've been to places like Motherwell and Hebs and bought their fanzines over the years. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same, as I say, the same nowadays. Like, we all listen to the Livingston podcast. I, I also like listening, like, before a Saints match just to get their genuine opinion of how we still played long ball and we're just... Uh, like just hoof merchants it's a lot and when we lose and when we beat them inevitably uh, it's because our pitch is crap uh, it's just it's brilliant listen just how it's never the away team's fault it's always Saints' fault somehow for being anti-football and all that so it's great it's a great listen if you if you ever pick up on another team's podcast you've kind of you moved online uh, and you're kind of doing blogs and things again there was a really kind of powerful piece you did not too long ago in regards to Callum Davidson we've had a 3-0 win since then you have changed your mind I wouldn't say I've changed my mind based on the strength of one match, but you know, I I think it's a lot harder to be critical if if we're getting those results, and that's that's brilliant, you know, because it's it's shut me up for now. I think it's <laughs> shut a lot of people up for now. I still have the exact same concerns that I had before, um, but I mean, I would I would really love for Callum Davison to turn it around and and do well. I I really like him, and I think you know it, it's been through a really difficult last year. And I think this is kind of now what it all hinges on, whether he continues to do quite badly or whether we start to go up the league and do well. So, you know, we'll see. But hopefully, hopefully I'm very wrong in what I wrote in that. Yeah, it's just a way to say that. We say this all the time, or I do. I would much, much rather have said something on here and then be proved totally wrong. Like it's just one, it's the sort of, 
fan meet or any pundit, I suppose, it's the cross you have to bear that you say something or you write a piece or whatever. Knowing full well, if you're wrong, it's brilliant. It's great because things have turned around. So yeah, and I, I'd been thinking about writing that piece for quite a while, and I kept putting it off, saying, "No, we'll we'll win the next game, and then it'll be fine." And then we kept losing and losing, and then I wrote it, and then straight away we won three 0 So <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some credit for it, maybe. <laughs> Do another one before the Ross County game on Saturday. That would be ideal. Um, <laughs> but one last point. I know what the point I was trying to make earlier about um, about the fanzine. Did you have to keep the pieces that you did, kind of? quite general because as you're aware we did a podcast five days ago and in that time we've had uh, two monarchs and things move so bloody quickly but did you have to kind of go untime relevant or how did you kind of do work what kind of pieces were going to go into the, the fanzine yeah that was always something we had to bear in mind um so we tried to leave out things that were sort of newsy um any opinions were generally quite general mm. we didn't have a lot of up to the minute stuff um i think that's you know that's that's something that's always a problem with any sort of print media unless you're doing like a daily newspaper so yeah i think that's obviously a massive advantage you guys have with a, a, a weekly podcast is that you can keep it current you know the fanzine was never current but we did have the website where we were able to sort of keep a bit more up to speed with things keep up to date as you go even then with the amount of times we've did something on a monday and then we've talked about a player how oh, he's definitely going on sale or like or we've sold them or like the ali mccann jason Kerr thing we didn't see that one coming it was um, even in or the weekly podcast, we can be outdated pretty quickly. Remember when you retired Parishoff? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I said, I, t- I told everybody that Elliot Parish had retired and two days later he got a new deal. So there we go. <laughs> I literally, people like, well, they said it on the Dogger Saints podcast. But... He texts me, he texts me like, you fucking risen on me off. I need deal. <laughs> oh, Elliot Parish, bless him. Good banter. And we'll move on. Um, <laughs> one of the campaigns that you ran, we talked about all the campaigns we did. Obviously, we went for the Teal Magenta. That kind of came through. Nick Dazvich for the Hall of Fame, not so much yet. We're, we're, we'll still push for that one. Chicken and treats or pies. What else have we done, Dan? Done loads. Back in the day, late 90s, there was one player for St. Johnson who was head and shoulders above everybody, and it had to be acknowledged by the Scotland team manager and top shagger, Craig Brown. This was indeed the Biscuits for Scotland campaign. You managed to get some big names involved with that one, and Shola Amma. <laughs> Tell me about it. You sent me the history of it today and it was, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was brilliant. The Leo said, I'll never forget. But how did, how did you get that out there and how did it snowball? Tell us the story. So it all, I was just reading about it today as well to remind myself of it. And um, one thing I'd forgotten was that it was actually kind of started by Craig Brown because I was watching a game on Sky Sports that Biscuits was playing in and he said, Alan Preston's the best player on the pitch. And I was like, well, he, sh- he should get in the Scotland squad then because, <laughs> you know, if it was any other team, you know, it's as true today as it as it was then. Players, guys like John O'Neill, Paul Wright, even Alan Main, who got in the squad but never got a game. These guys were all good enough for Scotland, and if they played for any other team, they would have been right at least in the squad, if not in the team. And I just thought Alan Preston's having a terrific season. They're, um, he, you know, he's playing at left back. There's not a lot of great left backs in Scotland. He sh- he should be in the squad. So we just stuck it up on the website, made a made. At the time, it was just an email address. I don't even think I could do a poll or anything like that at the time. And I just said, email me with your name if you agree that you should be in the squad. And we just got hundreds of fans. And um, and then we just started to take it to other places in the media. We contacted Soccer AM. That was that was the massive thing, because Tim Lovejoy and Helen Chamberlain started talking about it every week and asking their guests every week if they would join. The guests clearly had no idea what they were talking about, but they would just say yes. 
and then I would add them to the list. <laughs> but <laughs> we had, uh, yeah, uh, there was a magazine in the late 90s called Fitbar, which no one remembers. They used to interview a, a few celebrities and they used to ask the people they interviewed if they would join it. And that was where Ava Herzegova and Leo Sayer came from. <laughs> <laughs> and Shola Ama was actually performing at my student union and um, you could go and meet her. So I went up to her and said, <laughs> will you join the Biscuits of Scotland campaign? And she was actually really interested in it. She spoke to me about it for quite a long time and she was absolutely loving it. So she was probably the most engaged of all the, the people who joined up. But, um, yeah, Amazing. I mean, it, it went, it went on for quite a long time and in the end we actually got a letter from Craig Brown um, where he, he leave me alone it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> his, his letter actually says I wish to point out that I picked Alan Preston for Scotland long before most people at St Johnson had ever heard of him so it's yeah. like trying to make out that Trump you. <laughs> but um yeah I mean it just it just carried on for quite a long time no sad to say biscuits never did get in the Scotland squad um, but um, I hope that I, I hope that he took it well as well because I think it would have been easy to see it as a piss take. Yeah. But it was, and we did mine it for humour a lot. But it was a genuine love of him and uh, the great performances he'd had that season, and we did genuinely think this guy should be in the Scotland squad. That, uh, we we spoke to him. Uh, we had him on the podcast, and we had we spoke to him for about how long, Dan? About two and a half, three hours. Yeah, I was, yeah. And I, and I think we could put in about half an hour because some of his stories were probably the best stories we've ever heard from a football player. He's telling us a story. He went, ah, and then I punched him in the pus. But you can't put that in. I'm like, ah, come on. But uh, genuinely a nice guy. He loves the club as well. And yeah, I remember that time with Soccer AM. That was when they kind of supported St. Johnson. They called them the Super Jays. That's where that came from originally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they got the piper on. I can't remember who it was, who they got on to pipe on, actually on Soccer AM and a Saints top. I can't remember his name, but he used to play the bagpipes yeah. at most home games. And then I believe he fell out with the club because they said um, it wasn't allowed to, you weren't allowed to bring instruments into the stadium. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but that's how I remember it. He could have tarted up the FCU, no bother, a drum and pipes. Wow. <laughs> a, a, full, a full orchestra. Can you imagine the rabble? <laughs> Racket. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. You have recently done, posted it on your Blue Heaven uh, site about the kit room. Now, we are running Top of the Tops, where we are trying to find the best St. Johnson home top of all time through, be it design, memories. Now, you have compiled every single kit since pretty much the, the 70s, even before that. The 70s is where you kind of started? Yeah, yeah. All the way through to... To present day including women's kits goalkeeping kits third kits special edition kits testimonial kits you name it that is in there why <laughs> <laughs> i've actually I, i've wanted to do this for years um i've i've got a huge bag of football kits at home um not just saints kits but all sorts and i've always thought i should take photos of these and, and do something with it i you know i've got a love of football kits that goes back to sort of my childhood i used to love wearing saints kits on holiday you know all that kind of stuff and um, I, I always, I always think, never throw out your football kits. You know, these things are worth a lot of money when you're older. You know, they're great things to pass on to your kids if you have kids. You know, they're 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 historic items. And for me, that you know, the kits are probably among the sort of best things about football. So, I, I've, I think co when COVID happened and I had a bit of spare time, I thought I'm going to actually do this. But even just taking the photos of them took hours and hours, and then trying to go through and find other photographs online are the ones I didn't have. So it's taken me a long, long time and I've been quite um, 
obsessive in the notes I've made underneath the kits as well. I just really went for it. Um, yes. But I, I hope it's a thing that people will find fun to refer to in years to come to, you know, to maybe settle a few arguments and just look back on these things. Because it's incredible that this hasn't really existed. And I don't think it exists for many clubs. Um, no. I know a lot. A lot of people love football kits, so hopefully they'll love this. Indeed, and rightly. So what we'll do is we'll post a, a link up to the page and you can go through it. There's some of the things I didn't know, like the, the game where we beat Rangers 3-1 and they wore that yellow away top, which was never released as an away top, which is an incredible. If somebody might, if they sponsor a player, maybe he's got hold of that somewhere. Um, mm. it, they're not worth anything. Send it to us and, we, and we'll look after it for you. So, um, But it's amazing. Like, I didn't realise that. I didn't realise it was a, a non-playing kit. I wonder what happened to them. I wonder if the players have still got them. Yeah, I mean, they. I know they, they generally give the home kits to sponsors, but I don't know what happens with these like more obscure third kits. My feeling with that one was probably that they realised at some point quite late on that they didn't have a kit they could wear against Rangers, so they just took a sort of off-the-shelf Joma kit and stuck the sponsor on it. Because um, it was very similar to the previous season's away kit. Yeah. And I think that maybe they thought it's too similar and cheeky to actually sell it, so they just wore it for a few games. Who... What is your favourite home kit? Obviously, we're, we're still in our first round matches and we'll give you this week's tie very shortly. But what is your favourite St. Johnson home top of all time? It's a loaded question, that. I'm going to say the 1991-92 book to kit with a famous grouse on the front. I think that's an iconic Saints sponsor. I think it, it had a nice collar. It's mainly quite plain, which I like in a home kit. I like an away kit to be wild and a home kit to be quite plain. Yeah. And I think that, that shirt was, yeah, that's pretty much as good as a Saints kit gets. The only thing about it, I was looking at it recently, the shorts on it are almost like hot pants. Oh, <laughs> the way that, that, that's the, I, I thought that's why we liked it. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> Far too short. Is that the right line? One, yeah. one thing about the kits from that era is that because they, they wore the shirts absolutely massive, the shirts that I have from back then when I was about 11 years old still fit me. So, you know, I've got like a sort of, large boys and it fits an adult male now. It's amazing that the kits from the, the kind of, yeah, the mid nineties, which like if a large in today's sizes, I couldn't even well get my head through, but the larges are still kind of oversized back in the, the mid nineties. But um, we, we yeah, on our poll so far, all pretty much every single top that had the famous grouse in it has made it through at the round of 16. So they are pretty popular apart from this week, which we will cover very soon. But the, um, this week's tie is actually a good one. It's the 97... 98 kind of pinstripe pyjama effort against the 2000 to 2002 kind of follow-up to the famous grouse top, which had kind of like the double white pinstripes and the, the crazy bubble writing of the one we got relegated in, I'm pretty sure it was. Right. What one do you think will sail through that round? I would probably say the... I, I quite like that Zara one with the pinstripes on the shoulders, actually. So I'm, I'm going to go for that. Yeah, that, might, I don't know, that I, might be a controversial choice, but I like that one. The pinstripe shorts were 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 difficult to get to get hold of, and it was one of the tops I bought. Which for some reason that you still see it every now and again, but they're like a weird shade of purple. I don't know what ever happened to them in the wash, but you see them every now and again. They just change color. Yeah, mine are too. I've got two of those shorts, and they're both <laughs> completely purple. And the shorts make it look like pajamas. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that in the slightest. Uh, we'll finish up. 
taking on way too much of your time, but we will finish up by asking you, is is the fanzine coming back? What's the future? Is it, are, you, are you going to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you guys are safe from Ooh, me doing the thanks. That, that's, that was I was building up to that. That was the only question I wanted to ask all day, but we got it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, Gary, and he's laughing, but he's dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't see the fanzine ever coming back as a fanzine i've sort of kind of done a very soft relaunch on the website because i think it's quite nice to be able to occasionally bung up an article or you know the kit thing that i've done but i don't think it's ever going to be back in the way it was um and I'm, I'm more than happy for guys like you to be carrying on the the mantle of um, Saints uh, fan media. until some kind of vr live presentation thing happens what yeah where does it go from here after a podcast where does it go I mean, oh, we don't know yet because we didn't. We wouldn't have said yeah. podcasts would have been a thing when fanzines were doing the round. So, who knows? I mean, I, I guess you guys could go on YouTube. You know, you're recording it anyway. Uh, the nick of this, really, <laughs> <laughs> Gary. You don't know how much we have to cut out, mate. We're not going to start editing videos now. <laughs> God, <laughs> take, this takes up way too much time in my life. They'd be put out an hour and a half. Went, okay, guys, sound all right. Yeah, no, I've already edited for four hours to try. Uh, uh. Uh, we doing that for about three and a half hours. Dan? Well, we're already there, aren't we? Because, well, they've sort of gone concurrently in that, so we've had fanzines which are still going. They've been ones that have sort of lasted. But then, what's like the forums? I won't say they've died of death, they're still going, but Twitter's sort of replaced it, I think, or at least started sharing the burden. But sort of podcasts and Fan TV, which is the one bit of fan media I really can't get on board with. <laughs> they sort of came along at the same time, is that didn't a, they? Is that the people that are doing I'm the matches, watching the matches live? Is that these guys? Yeah, I think that's my issue with it. And then they're just like pretending to get angry for no reason. Yeah, not doing that. No, no, that. Gary, no, the, that. Gary, the floor is yours for that one, my friend. Please feel free. <laughs> oh, keep in mind. I don't think that's my bag. Uh, Gary seems like the kind of person who's sort of throwing stuff around his living room. <laughs> Just tipping tables up and everything. But Gary, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's been a really interesting chat. It's been it's been brilliant stuff. Please keep up the, the posts and the blogs. We'll be happy to share anything that you, you post up. And uh, don't be a stranger. And uh, we'll see you next time you're at a game. Are you going to the Hibs game on the Friday night in Edinburgh? Um, actually can't go on the Friday night because I'm in London. Ah. I would have been going otherwise. Because um, I come back on the Friday. So God. Annoyed. Uh, well, it'll be a good trip. But we will see you up at McDermott at some point, Gary. It's a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks again. Cheers, Gary. See you later, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers, buddy. Bye. What a bloody lovely guy. Oh, what an absolutely lovely fella, really. And I was, as sort of alluded to in that interview, I'm a bit of a fanzine nerd. So that was a very enjoyable thing for, for me personally. And But just what a nice lad. Yep, and... I love when we get to speak to different people. We say it every time we get somebody that's not a player on, but it's great to get another a different another different angle. How many different angles? More angles than a dodecahedron. That's what this podcast is, my friend. Ah, I like that. <laughs> I like it a lot, Sam. Thanks, mate. Thanks. But coming out of the back of that, we were talking about kits, but let's go to this. It's Top of the Tops, where we are trying to find your greatest ever St. Johnson home top. 
Now, another two kits pitted against each other this week, and it was the 82 to 86 Umbro pinstripe number against the 95, 96, which, or 94 to 96, I should say, kind of motley blue colored top with a weird collar, famous grouse top. Both both classics, both cult classics for different reasons. But what was the, uh, the end result there, Dan? Well, yeah, I think just a bit of background before we go to the, the end result. We'd said last week, perhaps a little hastily, that we thought this was just going to be a total war call. Wasn't, was but I it? think we underestimated. We sort of got ourselves, talked ourselves into round to sense that it probably wasn't so cut and dry. I think we underestimated the, the cult power of the 94-96 effort. In the end, result we were expecting. So 82-86, the beautiful, beautiful 82-86 Umbro pinstripe effort. One with 61% of the vote. Probably deservedly so, and that is going up against, in the round of 16, the 2019-20 first Macron effort. So, again, could be another landslide, but that is, that's that's going to the round of 16, but there are still currently eight first-round ties to be played. It's really halfway around the first round. So many kits. There's a lot of kits. <laughs> but this too, as discussed with Gary, is two crackers. It's the 2000-2002 kind of relegation top, which was kind of like a... A tarted up version of the 98-99 top. They kind of changed the hydroelectric sponsor, threw a bit of white piping on it, but it was still very, very similar to the to the year before. Didn't deserve to go down. Did not. No, not in that case. The Momo Silla top it always reminds me of. Um, that, what a guy he was. What a player. Uh, and that is against the 97-98, which was our first season back in the top flight after languishing in the, the first division for five or six years. So this was our first kit back up. And it was a nice top, the pinstripe one, pinstripe pyjama bottoms. But we all put it on Twitter. Go to twitter.com. I don't, I just probably just got the app. And imagine most people have the app. You can't make such larry assumptions, Sam. I can't. You're right. Go and to- you did. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Go to twitter.com or go in the app. Look for at Dogger Saints. And then we'll pin it at the top of the tweet. This week's tops, which is the 97-98 versus 2000-2002. But the competition is indeed heating up, Daniel. It is. It's tense. It's intensifying and tantalizing. <laughs> I like Top of the Tops. It's one of my favorite features because I think when it gets down to the business end, when it gets down to the three or four, we'll let it run for like a couple of weeks or a week or so to get maximum volume. We'll put it over various social streams. You know, you know what I'm really looking forward to when it gets to the business end? I think people are going to get well arsy about it yeah. and they're going to get well narky. And I enjoy that. I, I enjoy people getting narky with one another. It's good entertainment. It is, it is. But there's still some massive kits to come out of the bag. We've got the the league uh, Scottish Cup final 2014 kit. We've got 98 to 2000, the one, like the Nathan Lowndes top, like the plain blue with the hydroelectric sponsor. That's an absolute cracker. Um, some belters coming out. But another feature, Dan. We might as well. No football to talk about. Certainly not. Let's just do this then. What's the shot? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. The club shop of shame. That's not my favourite jingle, I reckon. Yeah, I like it. It's good, isn't it? It, it stood the test of time. It really has. There's another jingle coming back very, very soon, which we'll, we'll do, which is be a blast from the past. But before we get to that, the club shop of shame, what ridiculous items have you seen football clubs selling? Sometimes they don't even need to be football clubs because we get sent fake St. Johnson merch like the trainers and the hoodies and the shirts and stuff, um, which are great. But we are going off piece. We're not going to an official club this week, but something just as crap. Yes, and it is very crap. 
Now, as you know, geez, I've just seen the price of this. As you know, the Saints women's team are flying at the minute. Absolutely superstars. Let's talk about them more. Yeah, let's do that. They they take the win games of football. Four, four on the bounce. And it surely would have been five this weekend were it not for the fact they didn't play. And in a bit that's on the cutting room floor, I got very confused about them not playing on Sunday. <laughs> and completely forgot everything that had sort of gone on. Anyway, we move. Now, of course, there was a big there was a big women's football tournament this summer. The women's Euros. Oh, yeah, I watched I watched a fair bit of it. It was enjoyable. It was it was good soccer. Anyway. Now, of course, this was won by England, which I'll say no more on the matter. The Lionesses. This <laughs> so <laughs> Obviously, it did capture the imagination, it's fair to say, particularly south of the border. Um, I know quite a lot of people up here enjoyed it, enjoyed watching it. And as it, as happens when a team wins a tournament, no matter what sport it is, you know, there's people like to, to commemorate this, come out with commemorative items. And not just the official stuff. Like tea towels and stuff. Exactly that. Tea towels, fridge magnets. Mugs. Mugs. <laughs> We're in no room to talk about hockey mugs. <laughs> but... But a, a company called Not Just Clothing have decided to commemorate the, the Lionesses' victory with the It's Home! exclamation mark England Lionesses Euro 2022 limited edition knitted blanket. <laughs> it's so bad as well. Oh, it's so bad. Holy hell. Right. Fucking huge. It's fucking huge. It'll keep you warm. I'll give it that. I will give it that. It will keep you warm. If you're looking for a way to keep your energy bills down, well, we'll get to the price in a bit. This might not be it. <laughs> but, so, description. It's come home in big ex- in big capital letters with an exclamation mark at the end. 56 years on. Oh, fucking hell. We've got to talk about 66 on a Scottish football podcast. I've mentioned 66 on a Scottish football podcast. I'm moving on quickly. The England Lionesses have bought it home. This photorealism blanket serves as the perfect way to remember the epic tournament featuring iconic moments such as Chloe Kelly's winning goal celebration and Alicia Rousseau's inspired backheel goal. Not very good. As I said at the time, though, with Chloe Kelly's uh, goal celebration, she strips out of her bra at a place of work and it's a celebration. I stripped out of my boxes and it's a sackable offence at my place of work. <laughs> Just can't win, can you? It's a, it's a gray area. It is a gray area. It is a gray area, but a typical privileged footballers. Anyway, double standards for footballers. <laughs> anyway, we move. Made from high-quality acrylic blend treated for extra softness and stitched in a jacquard weave. Thought he was the pilot from, or the captain <laughs> from Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, to create a heavyweight but breathable Soft and cozy feel. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there for a second. There's a lot going on there, and there's a lot that doesn't add up for me. There's a lot of nice, cozy, warm, lots of nice words. Yeah, but it's heavyweight but breathable. Uh, soft and cozy go together. I think there's a lot of contradictions in terms going on here. I think that not just clothing are. I think their egos are out in checks that their blanket can't cash. Anyway, <laughs> suitable as a blanket throw. Rug or wall hanging? A rug. A wall hanging. A wall hanging. Now, blanket, I can sort of get. Because I'm just going to come out and say that this is hideous. Oh, it's so bad. So blanket, I can get because you can put it away out of sight and out of mind. 
But throw rug or wall hanging, <laughs> that hair suit lad off changing rooms, he, he would not be going for this. No, no, he certainly would not. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yes. Um, good hair. Good hair. Anyway, to prevent fraying, a stunning custom fringe has been added using the primary colours of the blanket to provide the perfect finishing touch to your throb. What is it, then? Is it a blanket or is it a throb? I'd be able to really say throw, blanket, carpet, rug, wall hanging, like with numerous slashes after everything, if that's what it's... It's, it's saying it's a throw, but it's giving you other options. Yeah, I mean, it's... Again, I think the ego's right in checks here. Blankets are both odour and stain resistant, which is useful in case any perverts buy this. <laughs> and easy to maintain. Or in case any lazy perverts buy this. <laughs> well worded. Better than your previous version uh, there. We had, had to edit and chop out there. Well done. Good recovery. Yes, there for was a second something ended up on the cutting room floor here <laughs> Again. that was a bit more blunt than what I just said. They resist wear and tear. As well as being hypoallergenic and ideal for sensitive skin. Now, hypoallergenic and ideal for sensitive skin is also the description of a labradoodle. <laughs> they do. That's why we've got a cockapoo because for that very and reason. A cockapoo, yeah. For that very reason, yeah. They're hypoallergenic. They don't shed hair. Ah, uh, yeah. I went. Sorry, I went. I forgot about Buster. Well, I didn't forget about Buster. I went with. I went with labradoodle because I've got one. Or mum and dad have. Buster there. He's in a half now. Ah, oh, I've upset Buster. Right. So that's the end of description. And I think what the overriding feeling that I'm left with coming out of that is. What the hell? Yeah, it's... Oh, before we move on, I've got to say, um, I had to take Buster to the vets the other day because uh, he ate um, my entire board game of Scrabble. How is he? No word yet. <laughs> Dreadful. I mean, it says a lot about Buster <laughs> that I actually thought that was real for a second. <laughs> it's like an old Sandy Mitchell story, isn't it? When he's telling you a story it, and it turns out to be a, there's a punchline at the end. Audrey took away his thesaurus the other day. Not only was he shocked, he was aghast, amazed, astonished, offended, stunned, and dismayed. <laughs> I was generally just thinking back to when Buster at your headphones after about two days. Oh, raging with that. Brand new headphones. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We, 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 let's go back to Yoldi Blanket. Right, we need to go back to Yoldi Blanket, but the description was lengthy, but I don't think what it has quite justice to is just how shit this is the design um the design yeah i mean there is a number of fairly at times unflattering pictures of serena vigman and her team yeah. into some sort of montage i'm actually expecting it's that bad right i can't really describe it without it being seen but it's the kind of thing where you would expect a picture of Bobby Moore to turn up in the middle of it as the spirit of 66. <laughs> Who is this marketed at? Morons. I presume with... Chloe Kelly. She is front and centre in our sports bra, which yeah. I feel is a little bit inappropriate. I think it is aimed at two types of people, and they are at very different ends of the spectrum. Female empowerists and perverts. <laughs> 100%. They, they, I've, I honestly feel those are the only two people that would buy this. But... What I would like to think is that both of these groups would be put off by the price. It's £44.99. pence. No, thank you. No. And I think in terms of quality to price ratio, it might not be the worst we've had. In fact, certainly not. But it's not. It's not covering itself in glory. It's, 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 it's terrible. But 
it's, it's kind of caught my attention some of the other products that are on this site. Have you scrolled down to the You May Also Like section? Oh, right, no. Oh, holy hell. <laughs> are you getting the same ones I've got with Adele and Sir David Attenborough? Have I got, I've not got the David Attenborough thing, but what I have got, and they, this can go as a double dunter because this is sort of football-related, this can absolutely go as a double dunter. This has been reduced from $24.99 to $10.99. It's a royal wedding half-and-half half scarf. <laughs> so I'm going to have to send you this because if you're not getting it... Uh, I'm getting a pair of Adele socks. Yeah, I've got the Adele socks. I mean, they're pretty weird. I've got the he-him gender pronoun scarf. Oh, yeah, I got that. And the gender pronoun socks. All right, here we go. I, I think this oh, just there is. I am Brett Fraud. Romance of the Cup. Romance of the... Was this on the same day as the Cup final, actually? 19th of May. It's about Cup time. What year was it? 2018. Is that how long they've been married? In fact, it was. I remember that. I remember that because... Um, yeah, I remember that Cup final. Yeah, so what we've got here is... I'm not going to go through the full description because there isn't one, but... It is a half-and-half half Harry and Meghan scarf. I would like this. Which, as Sam quite rightly said, is emblazoned Romance of the Cup. It was limited edition to only 100 made, one of which was bought by Big Nasty. <laughs> there is a photo of Big Nasty with it on. <laughs> I like Big Nasty, so I'm going to assume he's just bought this as a total wind-up. What a website. This could We could just do this. It's got uh, all absolutely. the crap on it. There's a Greg's Christmas jumper on it, um, a Brexit net Christmas a jumper, Strictly Come and Christmas. What? Go back, a Brexit Christmas jumper. Yeah, um, there's a picture of it there. Are you? Holy hell. Merry Brexit. What a time to be alive. But none of this is football related or St. Johnson uh, related, but what's its full title? I forgot where we even started with this. What is its full title? Oh, I've now got a Bitcoin scarf coming up. Oh, God. Uh... Yeah, right. So it's the It's Home England Lionesses Euro 2022. Limited edition knitted blanket. Sam, are we putting it in? I, it's not only going in, it's going on the wall. As a as wall, wall throw. As a wall, oh, sorry, a wall hanging. Yes, correct. And can we shove the Harry and Meghan scarf in as well? Big Nasty's redeemed it. He has, but it's going in, it's going in. But if you've seen any examples of stuff that should go in the club shop of shame, let us know. But if you need an example, here is the man to offer such an example as Danny Williams. Sam, I got to tell you, we all know the big news story this week. And that's the unfortunate turn of events to befall Billy Gilmore. Scotland midfielder Billy Gilmore, who moved from Chelsea to play under Graham Potter at Brighton, who a week later has got the Chelsea job. That's a sore one, eh? That is a sore one. You can't argue with that being a sore one. However, we also know the other big news of the week. I wonder if it's been a big news week. We know the overriding story of the week. And I'm trying to think how we can marry that up with... The Scottish football sitch. I'm going to dispense with my usual razzle dazzle out of, I don't know how appropriate it feels right now, you know. So I'm just going to come out with what I think might be out there in relation to this week's news in terms of the cinch. I'm sweating, Dan. So, so have you ever seen, and I think it's out there, I know it's out there, and you come and let the boys know if you've seen it. The Celtic Football Club, Queen Elizabeth II, commemorative plate. <laughs> Oh, wow. Good find, if you find that. <laughs> and I will be saying nothing further on the matter. Right, if you have seen this, then you come and let the boys know. You come and see the boys and you come and let us know. All of the usual social streams. Don't get to say it's on Instagram. Don't get to say it's on Facebook. And the old Conway Twitter. 
If you share an account, make sure you coordinate with your mate before making two team photo banters at literally the exact same time. <laughs> We're good at that. And I'm not just bitter about this because yours got about 60 more likes than mine. What was the, what was the tweet? It was the team photo banter. Right. So I did one saying the horny police were after everyone because of Alex Mitchell being involved. And then at literally the same time, you did an actual proper funny that involved um, Stevie May having a, pic- having a tattoo of Charlie Gilmore on his leg. What a world. We do do that a lot, though. Yeah. But who knows? Anyway, you don't, do- you don't go doing that. You don't go, you don't be fannying about on the old Conway Twitter. You make better use of your time on the internet and you come and see the boys. Get there. Do you know what it's time for, Dan? Is it time for a return? I think it's a time for return of this steam team. used to be a favourite. This is when, on a weekly basis, we would give you a topic and you would send in your St. Johnson player-based puns on this one. And because we're now sponsored by Manscaped.com, I've not said their name in about an hour. So, Manscaped.com, Dogger, at checkout, 20% off and free shipping for any stuff you want. Basically, we announced this on Facebook uh, a couple of weeks ago, and for some reason, people just started throwing them in at us. Kev Heller, he, he kind of started it, but... There's been some absolute belters coming in. If you remember the old theme team where we'd give you topics like food or music artists, like we'd say like Elton John O'Neill, for example. That's a, a good example there. This is what we're going to do this based on male grooming. My suggestion earlier doors was Jason Scott Landing Strip. Very good. Thank you. Michael Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the count. Shave Mackay. Trim Weir. <laughs> Harry Curran. Brazilian Sheridan. There's loads. Absolutely loads. My one I thought of today was Sergi Ball Scratcher. You can't argue with it. <laughs> that was one I was fairly delighted with. But if you can think of Michael Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got to stop the count of Michael Puberty. I, I think so. But if you can think of any other examples, please get them to us through all the usual social streams and we'll try and come up with a St. Johnson 11 based on the art of male grooming. Below the waist male grooming. All thanks to manscaped.com. We're not sellouts. We just, we just like, we just like free things. We do. And I also like a cleanly shaven set of balls. <laughs> oh, honestly, like oysters. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ross County on Saturday. We've got a game. We're, we're going. We're going to be suited and booted, and we're going to have a lovely old time. Table for two. Let's get spaghetti. If Lynn Melrose is listening, we want spaghetti bolognese, one bowl in the middle, and we're going to suit that up, and we're going to end up having a wee smoochy smooch in the middle of the table. <laughs> The hell is wrong with you tonight? Right, anyway, right, we move. Right, football. Ross County on Saturday. We've had a week to rest, as has everybody else. They're really struggling for form at the moment. We should have our confidence up. You think we're going to go in with a similar team? Yeah, I can't see them being any changes, really. Uh, I think the, the break probably benefited them more than us. I, I don't know. That's just a theory. Um, I kept saying this last season that a break, like international breaks were going to benefit us. And then we came back honking from every single one of them. So, yeah, um, I can't see there being any changes to the team, really. I hope there's not, barring injuries, barring someone picking up a knock in training or something. 
your obvious big question is, it still hangs about over Liam Gordon because yeah. you do wonder how long you can keep your club captain sat on the bench. But at the same time, do you really want to break up that back three? Until they make a holy show of themselves, you can't really do much with that and he's just going to have to bide his time. Yeah, exactly. He's just going to have to be patient. He will be. He's a great pro. So, yeah, I'm just sort of looking at it. I'm thinking Hearts was maybe as close as they've come to making a holy show of it. They got torn apart a little bit. But then came back against St. Mirren, bounced, and that's all you can do is show a little bit of faith and uh, came back probably for the best performance of the trio. So, yeah, you can't ask for much more than that. Uh, Remy in goal, obviously, Dre and Montgomery. I think there is an argument for, and particularly when a couple of the other guys get back against certain teams playing the more defensive-minded fullbacks, but I think against County, you go for it with Dre and, Dre and Montgomery. Yeah. Definitely. So. Midfield, that's the only other question mark, really, is in midfield, because obviously it was a little bit make-do-mend the partnership of Holberg and Carey, even if Carey did a really good game against St. Mirren. So it'll be Holberg, definitely. Whether they want to try and get um, get Dan Phillips back in there, I don't know. But I think he is just trying to find a way to wedge basically all our good players in. <laughs> so Carey and Murphy in midfield. I think they could give that another roll. Again, I think it's a pretty similar situation to, to the fullbacks, to be honest with you. Against maybe better teams, you'd probably look for more solidity in there. But I think you could definitely play Carey and Murphy, just, you know, Carey and Holberg and then Murphy just in front again. I think there'd be no problem there. And I really hope he sticks with, he's going to go with Clark, obviously, up front, but I really hope he sticks with May up there with him because I thought he had a smashing game against St. Mirren. I think, as I keep saying, you put him in a two and there is definite value to him in there. Absolutely right. Um, Knowing Callum, if the team won 3-0 last time, I can't see him making any changes whatsoever. Um, he'd be daft to. No, I have gone a very, very long way of saying he's not going to make any changes, but we have got some air tight affiliate, haven't we? No game. We've got to do a bit of padding out this week, but we've got a couple of announcements. So we've got, we've, we're always thinking about things to do on the podcast, and we've thought about... Back in the old days, the genie had always had a fancy dress away bus at some point, so we're thinking if there's enough interest going into January or in the new year, near the end of the season, when it starts getting a bit nice again, uh, to have a fancy dress away day, uh, dog or bus. So if, if you think you, that might be of interest, you get in touch with us and let us know, and we'll, we'll try and maybe crack on with that idea. But we're also thinking about doing a St. Johnson Live, uh, Saints Masters Live, I should say. So basically like uh, the quiz, but not as hard as it was today for Andy. So if he does come along, he might stand a chance. So that was an idea we are thinking about, Dan. It was. I mean, we could always tie them. Just do a, do a live show, but just do a shitload of Saints Masters in there. That's it. A, a live show was another thing we thought about doing. We're getting guests on. We're going to start unveiling our prize bungle for the year, uh, which is going to be absolutely ridiculous with the items we've got in it. It's going to be an incredible bungle, like something you have never seen before. Oh, and George and Zippy and all the others, they'll be saying, even they'll be saying that's the best bungle I've ever seen. Indeed. In terms of bungles, it is up there with the best. But we've come to the end of the show. It's been a bit hodgepodge this week and a bit, uh, bit all over the camp, but it's been fun. We've managed to fill it with St. Johnson-based content. I tell you what, we've had a laugh and you can't put a price on that, Sam. You, can, you can't. Um, do you know what you can do, though? Go on. You can enter Dogger into the checkout page at manscaped.com for 20% off your order. That's something money can you can save. That is money you can... I, I tell you what, there is definite benefits to your pocket 
of listening to this podcast. Well, we've come to the end of the show, Dan. What song will we go out on this week? Have we talked about music? Space! Space! Let's do a bit of space. Uh, what do you want? Do you want Female of the Species, Neighbourhood, or Me and You versus the World? Take your pick. Sam, I'm leaving it up to you, son. Well, here's Me and You versus the World by Space. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye! I'm not doing Keep It Frosty anymore. Stay frosty. <laughs> so you can all stay frosty. <laughs> See you next week, gang. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, me and you, there's a world now. Walk up there in the sky now. See the stars will shine just for us. Hey now, me and you, there's a world now. Walk up there in the sky now. See the stars will shine just for us.